0: My name is Andrew Counsel.
1: I view the world through the lens of a generational camera phone. I wake up as a Black male and go to bed as a Black male. I am surviving this never-ending court case we commonly call life
0: in the best way I know how. All right, thanks everybody for joining us uh, back here at UN5O. We record out of the Bull City down in North Carolina. And for those of you uh, who Always listen to us. Thank you for returning. And for those of you that are new, you and 5.0, uh, my name is BJ Counsel and uh, started this back in 2015. Uh, and the primary goal is what we do is we go around and teaching individuals how to safely interact with law enforcement. We started a podcast a little over a year ago, closing in on two years um, to just kind of talk about not just law enforcement, but things that impact law enforcement. Um, we have talked about defunding police, mental health, anything that kind of can relate to law enforcement because actually if you really think about what's going on in this country surrounding the climate and the discussion of law enforcement, it is bigger than law enforcement. So we try to bring in all those different perspectives. So uh, thanks for joining us. This is the first time you have joined us and, and uh, hopefully you will uh, come back again. Uh, tonight's guest is someone that I met I think back in 2015, because he was just starting his business. He was a captain with Apex uh, back then, and he and I met, and he was, he was starting his business. So we've known each other kind of in, in that way. Uh, he started a business, uh, Blue Lights Academy. It is a prep school for individuals who want to be law enforcement. I'm going to let him tell you a little bit more about that. Uh, he is also the mayor of Apex, North Carolina, which I was like, that's so awesome. thank you yeah i was like i really i knew a mayor outside of Durham, so it's kind of i kind of like that so uh this is Jacques gilbert uh again like i said he's retired law enforcement captain and now he is the mayor and then he is the owner and principal for blue lights academy like i said it's a prep school for individuals who want to go into law enforcement and what we're going to be mainly talking about today is um the new generation, the next generation of law enforcement, and he is on the forefront of that, uh, right. getting these new folks that are coming in, the, the, the Gen Zs, the whatever you call them now, the millennials, and they are our future. Uh, it's going to take a minute, uh, but the leadership, in my opinion, is in the building and they're coming in. And, and, uh, and I have a lot of hope for that. So thank you, uh, Jacques, for joining me. I appreciate you taking the time because you are a busy guy. And uh, yes. so, if you will, just kind of give us the whole thing a, you know, a little bit about you, and definitely about what you your work is with Blue Lights Academy.
1: Yes. Um. yeah, Excuse me, one second. Um. Okay. I got my he's dog. Got, here, he's got so, a dog yeah. with a
0: squeaky toy. Yes. I mean, all the dog lovers. Yes. We we okay with that. We okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. So um, we uh, I just want to thank you first of all, BJ, for uh, for what you are doing with you and Fibo. Uh, I definitely believe it is. Truly uh a a shift that we need and uh and we gotta have people like you out there leading. And I really appreciate all the years of service that you gave to Durham. And uh, I've watched you from afar, well not too far in Apex, just down mm-hmm. Highway 55, and I was always impressed with uh how you handle business in Durham. So I really appreciate that. But uh it's it's an honor to be here. Blue Lights College uh or academy. We uh we're very excited about the work we do. Uh, it is a police preparatory college in Apex, North Carolina. And the mission is to bridge the gap between community and police. Um, really is, as you mentioned before, is trying to bring more people into the room to be a part of that change. Um, and, and that's what we do at Blue Lights College. So we're recruiting young men and women, uh, who are just graduated high school. Uh, and what we did is we looked at, okay, how can we really attract looking at some of the past um, I would say initiatives and so-called best practices, uh, of going to high schools and recruiting. Sometimes that's effective, many times not. So we thought we would do something different. And, and what we decided to do is look at what is a universal language for America. And that is athletics. I mean, everybody can relate to the athletics. Uh, everybody has their favorite team. Go Tar Heels. Uh, but, uh,
2: <laughs> but we,
1: we're, we're looking at that, you know, and, and said, hey, how can we start a school with athletics and have this curriculum at the same time that really speaks to um, what we believe is the, the necessary shift in, in law enforcement? And that being, of course, what you did for many years is um, just making sure community comes before policing um, and, and how it has to be a bridge. There has to be people working together to effectively change. So that's what we did. So we launched in 2017. Um, and, and Apex, of course, and uh, we started a men's basketball team um, that is um, part of the, you may hear my bird, now my bird is going, is going off, so. You got, you oh, got wow. a regular
0: Noah's Ark around there, don't you, bro? Yes,
1: yes, <laughs> sorry, right. I think we got into control now, okay, so, um, so yeah, so we have, uh, let me go back to the. Athletics. We have a, a men's basketball team. We had a women's basketball team, and also a men's wrestling. And um, and with those programs, we were able to attract young men and women from all over the nation wow. to attend college. And um, and that was really cool because we really didn't have any idea how many people we would attract.
2: Right. Uh,
1: so that worked out well for us. And so uh that's how we got things started. So it was really kind of trying to figure out what is the next best way and uh and it worked out for us so here we are at uh year number six yeah
0: congratulations that's awesome i yeah I like what you said I don't know what it was gonna be the title of the show but I like uh community before policing I think that's what you said yes that's right yeah and, and you know me I'm totally about that so i I yes that. So I think yeah. I want to know a little bit more about. So especially for my listeners, I want to go ahead and I want to go ahead and, and pump up Blue Lights Academy before we do any heart going into any of these other conversations. How do Thank I you. do that? Because I'm, 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 You know, how if I'm getting out of 19, I'm getting ready to graduate from high school. Or, you know, how, how how do I do that? What does that look like for me as an African?
1: Right. Yeah. Um, it, it's really the one thing I love about Blue Lights College, and, and again, trying to change um, how things look. Um it is all about looking for people who may just not have any idea what they want to do. There you go. Um, yeah. yeah. And that that is our candidate. That's what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And, and so with that, you don't have to have any experience uh or any desire to build police. We're just looking for people who are looking for options. Mm-hmm. They may not want to go to a four year university or a or the military. Um um, it's just, it's whatever you want, <laughs> what, whatever, whatever you're, um, looking for, whether it's playing basketball or not, or, or not being an athlete. We're just looking for people who are just trying to find their next step in their life. And, uh, and what we have found is that people just really haven't had the opportunity to be exposed to really how they can make an impact in policing. Mm-hmm. I think that's that, yeah, and I think that, uh,
0: that is so key. I love that because that is true for a lot of folks. I'm going to go ahead and get at, When you say that for me, what the first thing that comes to my brain is, a fact, especially for, if we're talking about 19 years old, let are talk about black kids, um, especially those in marginalized communities who are doing all they can do and getting through high school and they're like, you know, I just either I can't afford to go to college right now or I'm just not interested. I don't, I don't know what I want to do. And I think policing, uh, as far as the black community, has not really been something that we have talked about as an option. Uh, I was looking at the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and we're like number four as far as dangerous work fatalities. And uh, uh, the top one is, is construction and transportation. Well, um, they, I think even before us is like administration. <laughs> some type of administration work uh wow so, you know it's you know if you if you sit there and feed on law and auto all day long you got this whole different view of law enforcement and it's not like that it's about community and it. so i i mean i don't know how you feel about that but for me we've got to change like you said law enforcement recruiters are going to high schools they're at hbcus or but i think it's 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 a shift for black the black culture that we have to change as we talk to our youth, it's okay to be a police officer. It's not a bad thing. I mean, immigrants came over uh, Irish. That's how they worked their way up. We all know how policing started and we know that's how middle-class white males, KKK. I mean, they, that's how they got in. And that's how they worked their way to middle-class. I mean, it's an, it's a step up, you know? So I don't know how you feel about that.
1: No, you're exactly right. And, uh, you know, that's my story, BJ. I, I had no desire to be a police officer.
2: I, Thank I, and me I'm either. sure you relate to that. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> so it, it is, I get it. You know, you, yes. you're, you're, you're kind of, uh, I'm going to use the word educated, um, from, from a young age. Is like, Hey, this is not an option for you, but you can be a basketball player. You can make it to the NBA and, and come out of your hood. Okay. And it, that's, that's like a really small, small, Percentage of people that can really do that, yeah, so for me, it was like really just taking a leap of faith and and trying it and uh and, and you know the odds you know and that people were wrong, and that I can do this job and I, and it worked out well for me and you both yeah so i, I get where people are you know uh and the, i would say the the stigma attached to policing in the black culture and uh and and how people listen to others to uh try to paint their their road or uh paint their way and uh, and their destiny and they need to stop that. They just need to really do what's best for them and what they want to do so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and thanks for
0: saying that too because yeah, me too, man. I, I uh didn't graduate from college, went to college, and didn't graduate. Yep. And yeah. um Friend of mine said you might be a good police officer. Back then, when I was when I joined, it was public safety, so I got trained as a firefighter and a police officer, right? But I was like, you mean I can do one job because I was doing like three or four part time gigs, <laughs> you know? And and back then I was like, sign a sister up because I just need a check, you know. I didn't want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to go back to my mom and daddy's, you know. So it's like, yeah. And as you said earlier, you never know how it may affect you. That if you have. An innate, I think, an innate wanting to serve. This yes. is it. This is it. You, you, you I agree. Yeah, with the except because right? I, uh, I started out as a social a sociologist, want to be a social worker, and well, here I am.
1: Yeah.
0: Front, front door social, yes. right on the ground. You know, <laughs> <I mean? laughs> love it every second of. It. Love it every second, <laughs> which is absolutely correct. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yes. Correct. Yeah.
0: So I appreciate that. I really do. So, so tell me what what's it like. Uh, how do you feel? Because you are on the ground um, with these young Gen Zs, you know, yes. you're, you're, you're you're with the future. And I was, like I said, uh, I was telling folks. I mean, they're. I was trying to like the community know. So your leaders are in the building, right now, they're they're in the building and and they're they're patrolling. Uh, at some point, they're going to be. That's your police reform. So okay. I kind of like to see what, what you're thinking as you do your work you know, with blue lights and the the kids that are coming through the day. How do you feel about you're you're actually molding police reform at your fingertips? You're you're having an impact on the ground. Um, So, I mean, just kind of give us some insight as to the future of law enforcement, especially those folks that are coming to your doors.
1: Yes. What I want to talk about first is how it was, again, the word doubt. And and doubt being uh, what I had. As far as like, hey, do I really want to try this? Is it really, is this really a good profession for me? Right. You you know, I, I had that. And then I, I want to kind of transition to the doubt of Blue Lakes College when I first introduced this to police chiefs right. and the doubt from from those individuals. Right. Uh, and, and I will say uh, one who I really thought would embrace it uh, actually said, no, I can't endorse it. and And my response was, why not? And it was simply because, well, I've never seen anything like this. And I don't know uh-huh. if it'll work. Uh-huh. And I'm like, wow, wow. So wow. that really got me. And this is a person I really thought would would really be a champion right. of it. But, right. uh, but of course, once other she started doing it, this person came back and was like, oh yeah, I'm all I'm all in. So you <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to be
0: the first one.
1: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so so that doubt was there, but also the doubt of again those young men and women who came into the program at Blue Lex College. They saw something different about it, but really what their interest was is, I just want to go to a school that's not traditional um, and a small school that I feel like is part of a family. And that's how we're attracting these people to come. I want to tell you a successful story about a young man named Richard Campbell.
2: Yeah, uh,
1: Richard Campbell moved here from Youngstown, Ohio in our inaugural class in 2017. Wow. And uh, he came here to play basketball. He was uh, a very dynamic point guard. Um, just, just to play ball. and uh, But he never got the opportunity to play the next level because he didn't really uh, have the grades. And so he came to Blue Lights looking for kind of that stepping stone. And most, most men, most young men on our basketball team do that. Um, but through the process, we were just kind of like not intentionally. We're just like, hey, just go through the curriculum. We have great classes here that speaks to how you can make the change in policing. But we're not going to pressure you like you have to be a police all right so because we feel like pressuring would maybe move them in a whole different direction so so the curriculum actually worked out uh we're 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 actually hinting to him like hey you should should think about it richard nah i'm not interested you know and he had this kind of like this 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 uh this i would say this attitude like no i'm just all you know i'm not i'm not there's no way i could be a police officer you know, my daughter got involved. My daughter was even talking to him, like, "Man, you really need to think about your options." Um, this was like the, the month before graduation program. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, but, anyways, he had all these other offers from colleges that said, "You can come play with us at the next level." Wow. And um, my daughter said something to him. She said, "So, are you getting full rides?" He's like, "No, they're partial." And um, so, what is some of the figures? And it was like twenty-eight thousand here, thirty-two thousand. So she was like, "So basically, you..." Is there any financial aid? He was like, well, I don't think I'm going to get much. So she was like, okay. So basically you, you're, you're going to pay, um, you actually going to pay to play basketball yeah. because he still didn't know what he wanted to do, had no idea. And then, uh, graduation day, he walked up to me and says, you know what, Cap, I want to be a police officer. And I was like, yeah, right. You yeah, <laughs> know, I didn't believe him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, but he knew it. So, um, by the way, his grades were, Oh my gosh, they were perfect. He was mm-hmm. on our Dean's list all I mean every wow. every uh semester. So he had the grades. And uh so we end up just saying, okay. So we he was already ready because I couldn't get you prepared for B L E T as well. That's the yeah. that's the last half semester of the school. And then uh he got through B L E T successfully and now he's uh, a successful Apex police officer. He's been there three years.
0: Wow. That's yeah. awesome. That, so it's,
1: he's just one of several that had that, that just, just coming to the program and seeing something different. Right. And and uh that's that's where we are with it. Well.
0: Wow. So as far as the, the training is concerned, um hmm. what is it that you're training that you feel like is a little different? Uh and when I you and I both know, and I you probably better than I, the LAT E T hasn't changed in forty plus years. <laughs> 40 <Right. before. laughs> Which yes. is you know not a good thing, uh, but what is it that you're doing that you feel like is preparing them for this climate and beyond? I mean what what is it that you're offering them for me and and it's more it's about just I mean how is it how is it you're helping people on, I mean, you're focus it's about humanity I mean that's it's it. just about simply caring about you know you just have to remember you're talking to another human being who's having a crisis that's right. For the most, that's part. it. You know, we're, we're, that's it. I don't know about you, but I'd have never chased a murderer through any streets in Durham at all. No, never. <laughs> never. My entire career, you know. Now I've right. chasing folks that are on drugs or have mental health stuff like that, but I've never, you know, the stuff you see. That's just not what we do. So, what is it that 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 you believe we need to do? Not what, especially what you're doing, and what do we need to do as far as how we train officers? What is it that we're missing and need now?
1: I, I I'm right you know, go back to what you just said. It's all about humanity. Uh, we know in B.L.E.T. Um, the status quo, nothing has really changed. And I, of course, I know because I'm still
2: yeah.
1: uh, connected to to a community college that has the B.L.E.T. program. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but for us, what we say is, okay, those of you who are aspiring to be police and even those who go on that really didn't have the intent at the beginning, but you get ready to transition into B.L.E.T. We say this from day one, like, when you get to BLET, they're going to try to shift your mindset to look at every person as a potential threat. Um, and everything is about defensive. Like you are the, here's the worst case scenario. Like and this is this is how we're going to train you. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's where things have gone wrong here. Here at Blue Lights College, we're just teaching you about life skills, but we are also teaching you how to look at every person as a member of society. And uh, and and that people can recover, um, and people, while you may have to arrest them, what is the next step for that? Like, are you going to try to, um, you know, give them an opportunity for recovery or whatever the case may be? So we teach that through many courses that we have here, but we do have some of the same courses as BLET. So we're getting them prepared for BLET as well, like criminal law components. But yeah. like we break that down, and, and you know, so they can really have a better understanding. Mm-hmm. um leading through empowerment uh community youth all those things constitutional law but we also talk about financial responsibility so when you become a police officer you know how to um handle your finances yes. financial literacy um all of that and the you know, law enforcement leadership we even go we even have a um one of our courses is police family foundation so we all all understand how it does take a toll on relationships when you when you're a police officer yeah. so we're giving you all of those things about the life of a police but at the same time here's how you can really contribute to a community through policing um and you know as well as i do you were you were well known um you were you were a superstar in the community because your name was out there a lot everybody talked about bj council <laughs> so so what i try to tell these these young people is like you can have the same impact it's just in a different way. Um, and I will say there's no other profession like it that you really have that significant impact on the community. So, again, we go back to it's all about humanity mm-hmm. and uh, treating people with dignity and respect and basically treat them how you want to be treated, even in the in the uh, situations where you have to make an arrest. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still people. So, again, going into it, telling them that they're going to try to change your mindset, but stick to what we taught you.
0: And you, and you're so right. I was uh, there's somebody did a study and they were talking about that. You're exactly right. That law enforcement blts across the country. It just it's all about getting home no matter what. And mm-hmm. That go into every situation just super pumped up. I, you're just looking for the worst case scenario. I mean, yes. I mean, I get that, you know, but yeah, it, it, I, I understand that. But when you really think about it, we really. It, it, I mean, yeah. It's dangerous, but, you know, it ain't law and order every day. (laughs) You know, ain't nobody solving solving no crime in 35 minutes. I mean, come on. Okay, got a system break. Uh, And and just recognizing, I was talking because I'm working on some work down in Kinston, you know, and the thing is, we're trying to get officers to understand. I mean, yeah, I would love for you to, you know, go, you know, officer counsel is good, you know, but I'd rather you see me as BJ. Right, I rather you you see yes you see my uniform, but it's up to me to make sure that you see this individual in the uniform. Yeah, you know, and, and people have to remember, you know. So you're, I mean, it's, um, you're you're doing really good work, obviously. And God, I really love that right, because that is so important. And there's so many people out there that want to do that. I think, Kim, yeah. And it's a different world. Kim, one of the guys at and said, you know it. This these group of individuals that are coming in are more diverse and they're more inclusive. Oh yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, they're yes. way yes. more inclusive than some of the folks we use yes. to that, You know what I'm saying? Right.
2: <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. doubt. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know right?
0: It, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so that and people need to know that. And so that leadership is coming into the building and is coming into police reform. So right. so how do you, you know, let's just talk about how do we have the conversation with the black, because I'm I'm all them. Whatever you tell me, I'm probably going to put it on my speech, too. But how do you yes. have this conversation with our Black community and, and elders that um, when we see them, this is an opportunity for your kid that may not, you may not be at a full school. You may, you know, they may not know, like you said, know where they want to do. This is a good career. I mean, I'm catching a check every month. Right. <laughs> yes,
2: no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> i said,
0: Right here. Catching a check.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. So how we I mean what what's the for you what would be the conversation for our community if you were standing in front of you know it's churches you know how, how do we change this mind shift in the black community that this is an opportunity for us at this moment this is a good opportunity right now for us oh, well,
1: yeah the time the time is right now it, it really is and I, I'm you know obviously you you have history in policing I do but I've never seen it like this this is this is huge and this is the moment we've been all praying for waiting for. And, and I will start by saying, Hey, I can never take away the experiences that people before me had, uh, with regard to police interaction. Like who could take that away? And there are many scars there, I'm sure. That's
2: right.
1: Oh. At, at, at the end of the day, though, look at people who want to make that positive, uh, change, tra- transformation. Like we, pe- we need people in the new generation, next gens to be out there and, uh, and be a part of that. Uh, transform and change. So, mm-hmm. uh, I would tell them, Hey, let, let, let this generation make that impact and, right. uh, and trust in it and trust the people who basically have been in the building before yeah. and know where we're headed. That's so, right. uh, and, and, tr- and again, it's all about the trust. Yes. Um, and, yeah. and I think people who look like you and I can have that impact, um, in the, in the black community and, um, but I will tell you this, BJ, I don't know if you had this experience, but my first, my first 10 years in my own hometown, Apex, North Carolina, as a police officer, was probably the worst 10 years of my career. Really? With my, with my own, with my community members that I, you know, the area I grew up in. Uh, again, it was betrayal. That was a perception. That was a label. Um, and, and you know where I'm going with it. Yes. But it was like after that 10th year, they shifted. It was like, he's our hero. It, it was, it was really odd. Yeah. So- yeah, so I, I just ask that those, you know, that again trust those who've been there and uh, and also championing the new generation police officers and, and it won't be an overnight change um, but it's step by step and, and each individual can go in one by one and be a part of that change.
0: Well, you know I, you just said a lot right there and I, and it, it really is we can't, the scars of policing history that's we, we all recognize that and and so there's nothing that we can I mean we you know we need to acknowledge it and and, and and realize that that's part of what policing is about and and, I, and I'm sure, I don't know what kind of conversation you have but I think for me especially young I always have to understand it's not you it's the uniform in history you're gonna have to you got to understand it don't take that personal and right you know but you have to, you the person in that uniform it has to do the heavy lifting you have to do that work because there's just so much distrust. You
2: know? Yes. Yes.
0: And I, and I don't know how, how do you do that? How do you, how do you tell a young person who's going to be law enforcement right now, especially a young white male, mm. you know, having to step into a black community and we know, we know how they're looking at him. Yes. Uh, how do you, how do you tell them, how how do you tell them to deal with that? Cause that's a lot. I mean, I know it is. I, I, I know that is. Um, right. So what kind of advice are you giving them as far as you just got to get the work done? What, how
2: do you
1: yeah. Do yeah. My advice is this, like, uh, you know, that I always ask the question, like, do you believe you've been called to do this? Mm. And of course, yes, I, I believe. It. No answer the question. Do you believe you've been called to do it or this is something that you're seeking to do on your own? And, and I think that's a separation, because one thing that we have a seven week program also, that's a career changer as opposed to the two-year and what we're doing there is there are people who may already be in a a specific profession and they make a change maybe they watch cops one night or whatever those shows are and they believe that they can go in and do that well this seven week program is very intense it's every saturday for seven consecutive weeks it's a mirror police academy and what we do is we give you an opportunity to see if this is really your calling and because and and so when you go into the BLET, you won't go in there and fail because it wasn't really your calling in the first place. And by the way, you get, you get to keep your job. You don't just like abandon your profession uh, prematurely. So the reason yeah. I bring that up is because I always say, is this truly your calling? You know that it's, it's going to be your passion because you already know inherently there's going to be a risk associated okay. with what you're doing. Yes. Uh, you can't take that away. Yeah. So really what irritates me, I'm going to be straight honest, um, you know, transparent here. A police officer should never beg for people to thank them for what they do. Mm-hmm. And and I know that sounds that sounds strange, but it is appreciated, but you shouldn't expect it. Um because I think when you start expecting it, you want more and more of it. And then when it doesn't come, it's gonna discourage you. And so it's you go into it being a you know, a, a courageous individual knowing that there's always a risk. And, but you go in and you continue to be the person that was sent, but you were called to do it. And if you do that, uh, there's going to be things that kind of uh, will challenge you, will ruffle your feathers, but you still stay the course and you continue to be that person who was called. Wow. And you can not have that conversation with them. It, it, something, something clicks and, uh, and they continue to march for it. That's really
0: cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're right. Cause I, it I got to want to do it because it's going to be some rough days. Yes, I mean it's going to be some rough days, and I and I appreciate the fact too that you you're talking about your rough ten years. I mean, but yeah. you grew up in that is, I mean, you were basically known in Apex. right? is that? Is that yes. kind of yeah? And then you became a police officer. I can't even. It, it, I would ride around sometimes, and I'd see some of these young guys when I was out there. I would say, "Come on, guys, I need you to join the POPO. You know, be the POPO." And they're like, no, I don't want to be no snitch. And then he, they would say something like, "Well, I know everybody." I said, "Well, perfect, perfect, perfect." Yeah, and they just they didn't just didn't connect the dots.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a missed opportunity for sure, um, and we just got to keep working. Uh, but, but I believe it's going to be, as you mentioned, uh, the, the next gens in the door, and they're going to make that change. You and I are passing the baton, uh, we're giving them that wisdom, but they're gonna they're gonna help more. Of, you know, the generation understand it's okay. Like Richard Campbell, I keep bringing you know bringing yeah. his name up. Yeah, he still he still wears his earrings off duty and uh and 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 buys his uh his sneakers and uh and and does his thing. I mean, obviously you know he he keeps a professional when he's at work, and then he still enjoys himself off duty. Like, and I think that's what people need to understand. You can. You don't have to make this your identity, uh, and I think that's all that also gets people in trouble.
2: Yes, uh, because they oh. they're like I'm the yes. police, and yes, and yes. The,
1: that's what the young people have to say. You know what? It's it's a job. Yes, I'm passionate about it, but I turn it off. Yes, and, and, I'm, and I'm job like you say, You're a BJ. It's not. Don't don't identify me by the uniform. I don't. That's, right. that's not who
2: I am.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I am so glad you said it, because I have said that so many times. And that's actually is part of my conversation under you and five. I said, folks, I got to remember, I'm working toward a job performance. <laughs> you know, some like are. I'm trying to tick off the boxes like everybody else. <laughs> Y'all got to remember, yes. you know, we're all doing job performance. And, you know, that's the part when I talk about, you know, if you don't get the service, then you need to file complaints, you know, because you want your officers to be professional and blah, blah, blah. And, and I think, and and luckily, people have gone, you know, what do they think about it? You know we we have just done the media and all that has done such a hype as to what law enforcement is and and now that we're that hype or that pedestal is crumbling they don't they don't even reckon we're human beings folks come on yeah. now you yeah. know I got baby mama drama too and so <laughs> <laughs> what and so I appreciate you you saying that because it really is that I don't identify me because I got stuff going on too
2: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah
0: know yeah. and and oh, and the other thing that you said that I love too is a financial piece that you yes. see in them. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know about your world. I mean, I didn't do a lot of off duty work because I just like I can't stay in that monkey suit. But you, you know, I just <laughs> can't. <laughs> it was too lazy. But you got officers that get off work to work off duty, and that off duty money ends up being money they depend on mm-hmm. to pay so their bills. And then you know they get out here and chase a bad guy, blow out a knee. Can't work off duty for a year and a half. Yes. Yeah, that's just awesome. That
2: yeah. is awesome. Yeah, I mean, we like. I'll
1: give you another example. Kalik Everett. Kalik Everett came here um, to wrestle. He was a he was a, I mean, a great wrestler down from Greenville,
2: mm. and
1: uh, he came out program in 2018, and he didn't have the grades, but he could have went to a Division two school easily. Right. Um, so he came to Blue Lights College. He graduated. He bought his first house at the age of twenty. Oh my
2: god!
1: So it's like it's so so. What I share with these guys is like you can be like you're the story that they need to see. They need to read about. And uh, he he's not a police officer, but but what he is is uh, he's a district um, supervisor for a national security company. That's what he does. So it's actually in line with.
0: All right, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you got a bunch of good stories, man. We're definitely going to put your mm-hmm. link in there and everything you know, when we promote it out there so folks can, can know about you. I, mean, I know, you, you know, yeah, we, we were pushing your stuff out there as well because this is this is good stuff. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I just think for me, it's just how do we let folks know this is an opportunity? I mean, you're talking you can come right out of high school. I mean, I was looking at the, and you probably have done this. I was looking at the price salaries, and yes, I, I was looking at um, not Mayberry. What is it, uh, Mount Pilot, somewhere up there, right?
1: Yeah, Pilot Mountain. Somewhere, yeah,
0: uh, yeah, 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 in the area where Mayberry would have been, if it was yes. this place, right? Yeah, it's forty four thousand dollars a year. I mean, wow. What's what's happening up there in Maine? Nothing.
1: Like it's easy. It's easy change. Put it in your pocket.
0: Forty four thousand dollars. I'm like, come on, y'all, and y'all don't <laughs> see that as an opportunity. You know, okay. and I, I don't. I don't want to make people. You know, think it's not something. It, it may not be a career for you, but it could be a stepping stone for you. Stepping stone. It can. Be That's right. If you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to go to college, I mean, it, yeah. So yeah
2: so many
1: transferable skills from, from policing. Uh, and, and I tell people all the time, like they how said, do, how do you feel from, from going from a police captain to become the mayor? Like, oh my gosh, that, that was like the, uh, training ground.
2: <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. 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 You
1: have to work, you have to work, um, you have to work with people. You have to uh, mediate, you have to, um, to, to be able to be objective, um, in, in policing, right? You just can't be biased. Right. Cross-based police, like, that's, that's, that's not a good thing. So it's the yeah. same with, with leadership of the town. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. exact same. And then building relationships. Like, that's what you do as a police officer. Yeah. And that actually benefited me well, the transition to
0: transition over. Yeah, I'm impressed. The man. <laughs> man yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Right, before I go, this, I kind of want to go back to what just you kind of made something else come up in my mind about, you know, the transition. But the young officers now... Uh, you and I both came up during a time where I, I know who I was sitting next to, right? Yeah. And that was okay because it didn't it didn't really... I knew who I was sitting next to in, in the squad room, right? But all we cared about was, you just need to make sure you show up for me behind my calls. Do your job, you get in your car, and I'll get in mine, I'll see you on the next shift, right? Mm-hmm. And then as I... When I ended up retiring... Some folks that I was like, oh, yeah, turned out to be like, oh, my God, did not know, <laughs> right? Did not know. I guess what, when, I'm, when I'm asked, how, it's different, right? So those individuals knew that they got to pay a mortgage, they got to pay college. And so we didn't know. And now what we have in this climate, we have officers who are putting everything and how they feel, their biases and all that stuff in this space, it, you can't have it. it. I mean, if that's who you are, that's who you are. But you can't do, you can't be, you can't do that in my uniform. How, how do, how, Just, I just want your opinion on that. I mean, because, again, because I'm old school, I knew who was in the room. Right. But that was all. They did their job. They went about, We got along because it was a job. Yes. Now, I got to tell everybody who I am. I'm putting on social media now. The police and and it's just, it just don't work like that today. So tell tell me how you feel about that and how how do we how I mean, you know how do we do? Because everybody yeah. wants to. Be... I had a guy one of my workshops asked me. He asked me out loud, "How do you not hire racists?"
2: And I said, mm-hmm. "There
0: ain't no box for that, boo." You know, so tell me tell me your opinion of that. What you know, how we work with
1: that. Yeah, that is that is that is huge right there. Uh you 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 said something really interesting uh that really stands out. We didn't we didn't you and I didn't have to really worry about social media as much. Mm -hmm. That that well actually we probably could have learned quicker who we were working with (laughs) by just watching social media. Yeah. But I think that that actually helped control many things. Uh, and what police officers need to understand is you can't have it both ways. You you can't you can't say, you know, the First Amendment covers me. I can say what I want to say. But at the same time, uh, where well, you called out on it for saying something that actually violates policy uh, within the police department, based on what you said, you don't get a free pass. Uh, so I, I think that is that's one of the things that we're struggling with, too. Um, while Things are popping up. It's really helpful for us to monitor who these individuals are. Um, you know, now in a background check, you know, we're we're going through social media. We're going through a uh, candidate's social media to see who who like who who are you. And uh, and I think that really helps as far as screening people. Mm-hmm. So I, I think uh, we got to continue to do that. And uh, and and that goes back to my next thing. I'm glad you brought, brought us down this road. Policing will never change. Um, just, just by only a person from the black community coming in. It's, it's more than that. It, it could be black, white, uh, Asian, Latino. Yes. It's gotta be people who are willing to step up and say, this police officer did something wrong and yeah. I'm telling it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's when the culture changes because yes. you and I both know if you say something, you could be ostracized. You could be, kind of cast out yeah. okay because mm-hmm. uh, the culture is set up that way right so until right. those type of things start happening and it's made I, I would say noticeable that people say oh wow this happened it's never going to change Right. Um, so people got to be held accountable inside the organization and people got to be willing to step up and say yep they did it yep I'm, I'm sticking them my- up yes
0: yes and that and that's part of that leadership. I mean, that's that's the part of new leadership coming in, and then the leaderships that the, those those who are progressive and get it that that yes. uh, they've got to change. When, like you said, if, if DJ says John did something, and then you are held accountable internally. That sets the tone, and that yes. changes the culture because now, like, oh, I ain't gonna do that because you know I I got a mortgage, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. unless you start doing that internally, that's leadership. So if the if the leadership is saying they're doing something outside, but they're winking on the inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, thus, you know, and it, it's go, it's going to take time, and you're right. part, and you're part of that movement that's going to change that because you're you're creating the new the new generation. You're, yes. you're creating. You're bringing in not just black and brown, but all the allies. That this is the moment. This is the moment. If you really want to do police reform, you have got to be in the building. You you yes. can't stand out in the street and say, well, we don't have any black sergeants. Well, there ain't no black police officers, <laughs> you, know, <'cause> I mean, <laughs> you know. I mean, you know, I, I can't make a sergeant we be in the room.
2: You know? Yes, right. <laughs> you got to be in the room. Yeah, <laughs> you got yeah. to be in the room. You
0: got to be. And Kingston, you know, they're 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 actually not able to hire to do promotions for sergeants because they haven't. They don't. You're talking about. Um, just the years they want they want you at least have five years of experience they're so young mm. and I, and I know that's across the country i mean you you've got I know Durham has that issue talk cause a friend of mine still does recruiting she, you got three year persons tr- working who are now training a rookie, so you got rookies training rookies Wow! wow and so it's yeah so that's that that part you know so it's a lot yeah. it's a lot, so yeah, yeah. so any kind of parting words you want to say before we kind of roll on to the end? I have enjoyed this conversation. This is, yeah, I know folks are listening. I really need you to understand that what he's doing is prepping uh, folks to be law enforcement and, and he's giving them a chance to see first check to see if this is what they want to do, but giving them a little bit more, because he and I both agree that the in this state and other states across this country has not changed. And we've got to do something different uh, for this generation because it's you know, we gotta let it's it's about humanity. That is the first thing that we've gotta put into this training. It just cannot be rigid. Get that it's paramilitary. Uh but it's sure. a it's a different kind of it's a different kind of day. So yeah, so leave us with some wisdom.
1: Yeah. Uh again, thank you for the opportunity to be on um this incredible interview show. Um you you've done some powerful things with you and Five O and and I would just say it's it's working and uh and then I'll transition to say that Everyone can be a part of the change. Like, yes, we obviously want to encourage people to to get into the room. But also, if you're active in your community and, you know, you're you're demanding and I'm going to use that word, demanding police to be transparent about what they're doing, um, you know, demanding that policy changes are in place. Um, but just don't talk about it like be in the room as well. Go to council meetings, go to the police department and, and give them an opportunity like sit, let them talk with you and, and let them share their ideas as well. Because there could be some things that you may not know about that could be hindering certain things to take place. So I would just encourage conversation as we're doing today. And then um, I will also want to anyone who's listening that knows any young people that uh, are graduating high school and they may not know their next course um, and maybe they don't want to go to a traditional uh, college or the military. Uh, and they're just looking for an opportunity to change their life. Um, please consider Blue Lights College, org. I appreciate you, um, you know, putting the link up that people can really go in and explore what we do. And uh, and and I think what we're doing is uh, is is one person at a time. We're changing law enforcement for the better. So I just thank you for your support. And uh, again, continue to do what you're doing.
0: Thank you. I appreciate. It. Yeah, we're definitely going to be putting it up in the link so folks can do that. So thank you again for being and Thank you for the work that you do uh, and are doing and continue to do. I'm I'm just, yeah, I, I, that's why I was like, I, for folks, I've been trying to get him on my show. He's just been so busy uh, because, especially just changing this conversation because um, the universe and, and, I don't know, there's something in my soul. And so we've got to start having this conversation and that we need to change this. We need to get, you know, Black and brown folks involved in law enforcement our allies. This is the moment for police. If you want police reform, you got to you got to be a part of it. You got to be in the building. You got to be in the building. Yeah. It's not going to happen because I mean I don't know how many people may agree with this, but for me, and I've said this often, is police reform is going to start on the street. It's not going to start with a major. It's not going to start with a chief. It's going to start at that first interaction. That's, That's so where true. police reform is going to start. Nowhere. So else. true. <laughs> Nowhere
1: else. You're you're on the money. You knocked that out of the <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah. So thank you folks for joining us and thanks again, Jacques, for joining us. Uh, uh the CEO of Blue Lights Academy, the mayor of Apex, retired Catherine. He just got all the stuff and he got yes. probably twenty pages he need to fill out and let you know who he be. So,
1: yeah, just trying to be like you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, (laughs) uh, Thanks again, Jacques, for joining us. And for those of you that are are my, you know, faithful folks, um, thanks for joining us again. And for those of you that may be new to the podcast, thank you for joining us. Hope you'll join us again. And as always, stay well, stay safe, peace.